0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Payman Parsi. Payman Parsi, also known as the Eminent Closer, is a premier brand communication advisor, business growth entrepreneur. He collaborates with impactful influencers, coaches, consultants, and service professionals to personally close more sales of their premium products and services, typically over one phone call helping people help more people and giving CEOs more time to be CEOs thanks for being on the call payment
1: glad to be here Kimberly it's my pleasure
0: so let's start by um, you telling us a little bit about you where you grow up and you know kinda how you got to where you are today
1: Oh, okay well I grew up uh, the parents are kind of uh, highly educated people, uh, university professor, middle class, and obviously their expectation was that I become like them. They wanted me to be either a doctor or engineer or lawyer. So I had to follow the path, and I became engineer. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, as a mining engineer, I was busy working uh, in corporate world uh, about eight years, but deep down, I always knew that I'm an entrepreneur. When I was 13 years old, uh, the first thing I did, I was uh, I went to um, a city center wholesalers and start buying some party balloons and in a wholesale price, and start bringing in, blowing them up in the neighborhood and going to the parks and trying to sell to the other kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at that time, I knew that I like uh, do that kind of stuff. Um, but obviously, you know, it wasn't internet. It, was, it wasn't like a, even cell phone at that time. And it was very hard to get information that what is possible. So you have to really go based on what your parents are saying. Then my choices were only three choices. That's why I became an engineer. But it was uh, in like early 2000 when uh, the commodity price crashed and I was working as a mineral exploration geologist, Uh, I got laid off. So it was a time that kind of hit me and said, well, if I want to take control of my life, I have to start my own business. So since 2000 until now, um, I'm running my own business, uh, but different ventures. And I used to sell uh, digital print shop, the franchise model, in three years, I sold five locations. And then I w- got partnered with someone. I went to Dubai selling fiber optic components to telecom authorities. At that time, Dubai was booming. Then I got involved selling iron ore to Chinese steel factories in Hong Kong. And then I came back and I started um, uh, looking into construction and development and got partnered with another group. But it got to the point that um, I was feeling that I'm getting old, and none of the things I'm doing actually brings me fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling satisfied, and there's no fulfilling going on. So I started looking around to see what else I can do, and and I picked the sales and and being a sales consultant basically, not with the view of selling things, with the view of helping people to make a right decision. So that's, I've been getting into uh, specifically with this style, which is mostly based on the phone calls, about two and a half years ago. And here I am. All
0: right. All right. And um, what, um, what is different about what you're doing now? What gives you fulfillment with what you're doing now compared to what you were doing before?
1: Uh. Well, when you are young, you don't know what gives you satisfaction, right? And obviously, coming from middle-class background and family, I always thought that if I make good money, it's going to make me happy. So, in the old days, the only intention I had to do some business, make lots of money, and, and get to that happiness that I was after. And then obviously every business that I was starting midway, I would know, Oh, this is not exactly what I want. And I had to switch. I had to change the country. Now that I'm looking back, I'm thinking maybe I was seeking happiness from one place to another place. I thought that maybe I cannot be happy in Canada. Then let's go to Dubai. And then from Dubai, go to Hong Kong and come back and all that. until, one day I came across someone that was teaching and mentoring and I got the course from him. And then when he said, satisfaction comes when you shift the focus from yourself to other people, which that was one of the aha moments. And I said, ah, oh, yeah, but how can I do that? You know, uh, among what I used to do, um, it was hard to get that kind of feeling. But with this, what I do right now, I exactly get that kind of feeling because I only chose, choose to work with the people that I truly, truly believe their product and services are good and is helping people. And regardless, they say yes or no, I feel happy when I'm talking to them because if it is no, that's okay. There's still the fact is I spend time to talk to them to understand what is it they want and how... And what is the alternative for them? And if it is yes, even better. You know, I know that life is going to change to better. So when I sleep at night, I know I did good. And that brings me huge satisfaction.
0: That is huge. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like you have a very high um, ethical level like it's really important that you're looking at the other person do you want to talk about ethics in business
1: yeah actually um, nowadays when you look at the businesses and many of them even the big size businesses in north america they're kind of following the structure of business standard operation that has been designed about 30 years ago I remember even Simon Sinek was uh, referring to that ethics about one of his recent um, uh, speeches that he had. Uh, in the back then, it was they were saying that, you know, if you want to become, you know, if you want to, as a business, you need to maximize your profitability as long as in the border of law. So... There is no ethic in it. So that's why always people are actually hesitant to enroll in stuff because they, they are worried that maybe they missed a little fine print written somewhere, they get caught. And they're always asking what is the catch. But nowadays that in this era that people have access to so many sources, if you are not ethical, you won't be able to get ahead much. People would know it and they would spread the word and, and you're going to get out of business. So for me, it's very important to stay in the game for a long time. And the only way that you can feel satisfied is to be in type of business that you truly believe that there is a value and we are providing solutions to these people's needs and we are ethical in what we are offering. So, yeah, it's very, very important for me.
0: Yes. And how does that extend into your your personal life? How do you, um, let's say someone's, um, maybe they haven't been as ethical as they wanted to be in the past, and they're saying, okay, I want to put some ethics into my life, into my business. What advice do you have for them?
1: Well, um, You mean, right now they don't have it, but they want to implement it?
0: Right. How do people implement that in their lives? Because sometimes truth is different for different people, right?
1: (laughs) Not really. I think ethic is something that everyone knows by heart, that if you are doing ethical things or not. Obviously, uh, being in constant education and always have to educate yourself and improve your skills and and what you do, And you can actually educate yourself in terms of being how you can run a business ethically. Uh, But reality is that most people, they know if they're doing something ethical or not. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, how important is it for you to align with your own self and your own values?
1: Yeah. Actually, this is one of the key things that I came to understand it just recently, let's say, I would say, three, four years ago, that it gave me to feel very settled and and satisfied because I realized that in order for me to feel satisfied, I need to become a person in my own self-image. So many people that they are feeling uncomfortable is because they don't know really who they are and what they want to become. They are not really even clear with themselves that who is that person. And some people, in some cases, they know who they want to become, but because of the life, now life is going on and they have to pay the bills and they have to do things that really is not aligned with their passion. That's why there is a, is not a match between what they do and who they are in real life and then who they want to, to become in, in terms of their self-image. I realize that if you can solve this problem and become the person that you want to become ideally, then, then all these problems and dissatisfaction will go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first step is that you need to close your eye and think... That if you really don't have to work. For money. What would you do. Mm -hmm. As a person. And Then once you think about it. Maybe you know at the beginning comes. Oh I want to travel the world. Yeah but that, that ends right. After you travel the world. And you buy everything that you wanted. Then what is that what you want to do. And that person. That wants to do whatever. You need to become that person. And. Now you have to look into your skills and life that you are, the lifestyle you have and say, what is missing in order to get to that personality? And if there is lack of a skill, then work on your skill. If it is lack of social, social behavior, then work on your social behavior. If your environment is wrong, then work on your environment and clean it up. And just take a step toward becoming that person. And I think whoever is, what they do in life is matched with their personality, they are genuinely satisfied and they are happy. Regardless, you know, how much money they are making. You you see billionaires that they are unhappy, they are, you see people that are not making money but they are happy. So really satisfaction has nothing to do with the money but... Being financially independent and confident is also important, but I believe that if someone builds a skill while they're building their personality to become that self-image, ideal self-image, they can also achieve all the com- financial confidence through through this process.
0: Yeah, and when someone's actually making a decision to go from where they are to where they want to be what mindset should they have, or how should they put their mind to get there, because sometimes when you're in a situation where you are, it's hard to see the future.
1: True. You are right, I mean most of the decision that we are making is subconscious, uh, through our subconscious, and subconscious only can, can process things that we have experienced, so it's based on the past. So, if you are getting into something that we have never experienced, it's very, very hard to, to take action in the right direction. And especially, we're going to get lots of resistance from our subconscious world, our mind, saying that, why you want to do this? Because there's a fear of unknown, that we don't know what we are getting into. And the job of our subconscious is to keep us safe and alive. They don't care if you are not satisfied, you are not full, feeling fulfilled and all that. So I think in order to fix this, uh, the first step is, again, you need to be very clear that who you want to become. And to understand that, to make a decision from that place, not from where you are right now. If you are that place that, for example, having that kind of position or profession and what you are doing, you have to start practicing and operating in life as if that you are that person already, and obviously there will be some obstacles. That, for example, the first thing is your environment, the people who are around you is gonna, pull, I mean, bring resistance because they don't understand you. You are kind of want to operate from a level that is beyond them. And first, uh, first suggestion is just clean up. Clean up your environment and surround yourself with the type of people who support you, and they think like you. And uh, even if they don't understand you, because of the love and care they have for you, they just give you space and they respect your decision. Mm-hmm. Because your 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 environment is more powerful than your willpower, and uh, so that's that's one thing. And again you need to um, get a mentor. That's, that's as easy as that because there is no way to know what you are getting into if you haven't experienced it. But, but if you trust someone that you truly believe that this person can take you there and you can trust him and trust the process, you just immerse yourself to that process. We And the funny thing is we are are doing it in almost all aspects of our life other than making money. For example, if you want to learn, if you want to become a martial artist, you go and pick a mentor. and You never ask, okay, tell me how many burpees I'm going to do or how many sit-ups I'm going to do. Give me outline. No, you just go and trust the person and show up every day and do it. We do exact same thing when we want to learn how to play music, you know, in art, and many things. But when it comes to making money and satisfaction and personal choices and decision, we think we know it all. And that's why we go wrong. And that's the time, actually, we start going wrong. I think in this aspect, in terms of fulfillment, and becoming a better version of yourself and, and also... Improving your financial situation, that will be one of the main uh, aspects of your life to keep you sustainable and be able to stay in that uh, kind of a stage. is just to to pick someone that you truly believe that the person can help you and just immerse and follow the steps.
0: So when you're looking for someone, you want to find someone that's already at least where you want to be. I mean.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I wanna become a martial artist, I'm not gonna go watch YouTubes and try to practice at home. I, I like to find a person that he knows me in, in person and I, he accepts me as a mentee, that I can go there and show up and show my commitment and, an effort, and I want him to teach me how to become that person. And honestly, we don't know who we exactly uh, will become, or how long does it take. We just have to know that this is what we want, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: we want to step into that. So, if in your mind, you are operating as that person, that who you want to become now, the reality will catch up, and, you kind of start operating differently. Um, and because of that, the reaction around you gives you different type of, um, basically, I mean, the reaction is different. The the result you are getting based on your decision that you make and all that is going to be different. That's why your, your environment reality changes.
0: Right. So I don't know
1: if I can transfer exactly what I want to say, but... I'm doing my best.
0: So what I'm hearing is that first you step into how you want to be and you live as if you are already there and that puts you in the energetic space to maybe attract the right mentor who, who can, can help you because with so many coaches, proclaimed coaches, yeah, people saying you know so many messages oh you can make money here and there and i'll tell you how and some of them haven't made that money yeah so you know putting yourself in that energetic space of already having it you're going to attract the, the right people
1: yeah obviously if it requires you to do more research then you do more research every step of the way, you need to think that what is the best decision I can make to get me closer to that personality I want to become. And then, for example, if now that I feel that I need to get the mentor, then obviously there are so many fake ones out there. If it if it requires me to do more research, then I do more research. If it requires me to connect more people and ask them to, to show me direction, I'll, I'll do that. So we shouldn't be lazy. I mean, it's not like just thinking that I want to go there and just things happen by itself. You need to take action toward that. Uh, but you don't need to have a clear image and know exact the final outcome in order to take to, to take action. You just need to know what you need to do now and what is that first step you need to take today. And tomorrow, based on the result you got from today's step, then you make the next step step that's how we go
0: that makes sense so just see what the first right step is take it and then see what the next right step is yeah so payment um i know you'd be a very ethical person in fact i was at the other end of you closing <laughs> one day and you your skills are um, highly honed skills and Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now like how you're working with companies and what you're doing with with the Closers Club
1: Mm, yeah well yeah recently I came across uh, uh, Closers Club and I got to know the founder of it and we start talking and when I saw his vision I said well this is a man I would like to work with his vision is based on providing value as a service as a business through value not being greedy and also with the people who are part of this organization we are always helping each other to grow supporting each other and one of the reasons that actually brings businesses down is the greed which as soon as a company start looking into how they can maximize uh, their profitability by ignoring the ethical uh, choices, then that's the time the company go down. Um, any company nowadays that are in a operating in a high level and they are, they are very large are actually ethical. Um, but in uh, in middle, middle range in the small businesses, there's still so many companies that they don't really care and they really wanna maximize their profitability. So for me, being ethical is very important. So in Closers Club, we actually, um, we we approach businesses that they need help in their sales. We filter and find product and, and marketers or the influencers that we truly believe that the product is good and they are providing value. And then we start negotiating, and see how we can actually cooperate with each other. Uh, them providing the service, us bringing more sales for them. And, alongside, we bring uh, people who we think uh, that their mindset, and the energy and vibration is aligned with what we believe. And, once we do the work, and provide the service, and generate income, as an organization once we pay everyone off whatever left as a net profit for the organization 100% of that goes to charity so we are helping kids with no parents and Mm -hmm. orphans and people who need food we're actually talking to see if we can start negotiating to set up a school in Africa and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so I, I feel it very valuable organization. And uh, I work, it, it keeps my, war, my heart very warm. Every time I'm, I'm, I'm working and I know what is the big direction we are going. So um, I'm very, I'm feeling blessed to be part of this organization right now.
0: So do um, companies ever approach you um, about your services and how would uh, a company or an influencer know if they're actually a good fit for what you're doing?
1: We get lots of referrals. Uh, first of all, um, we also approach companies. Uh, we and sometimes they they come across uh, us through the marketing that what we do. It's like a well, if, we, if, we, if we want to approach them, we're going to see if we can actually add value and help them. And if we can add value, then we, we approach them and tell them that what kind of solution we can provide. Right? Not with the pr- perspective of selling something to them. They say, hey, we understand that you are doing this, and this is where you are now. What if, if we can do this for you? Would that be interesting? And if they see it, they, they would usually ask for further conversation and we set up a meeting and and we talk and eventually we get the account. Yeah.
0: And what kinds of services are you providing? I understand you're doing the sales because that's what you're doing all day on the phone. But yep. are there other services that you're providing for them or making it so that they actually can get more sales?
1: In, We are not necessarily a marketing agency to help them in terms of generating leads, Um, but there are cases that in order for them to match with our services, they need to implement some changes in their marketing system. We have people in our organization that they can go over and take a look at the funnel and help them to, to make those adjustments. We also can help them in terms of because of our experience and we work with different type of marketers we have seen very very successful models in different companies so once we come across a new account that we see that they can improve if they kind of tweak in their marketing system we kind of advise them but we don't act as a service provider in marketing area More, we are specifically providing service in sales area but we have many Um, quality people in in copywriting and digital marketing and um, and even the high tech area that we can provide service but first thing is that we want to see that how we can help them in the sales area and if there is a potential of cooperation then we see what else they need in order to that this kind of marriage happens and if there's something lacking, if we can provide in-house, we do it for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So would your, would your company replace their own sales force, or is it people who don't have a sales force who need one?
1: Um, I would say all three. It can be anything. You know, There are some companies that they have an internal sales team, but they're scaling up. And they cannot afford to expand more than what they have right now. For example, one of the accounts that they are based in UK, uh, they have an internal sales team, but they are now kind of have a global exposure, and people all around the world they want to book a call and have a conversation with a consultant. Obviously, the it doesn't it doesn't match with the working hours that they have there, so they need to outsource it, and um, that's how we become uh, useful for them. There are companies that totally understand that if they take this, uh, you know, maintaining the sales team costs money and they know if they take out this cost out of operation, they can invest this money in some other department or other aspect of their business. And working with us is beneficially for them because we don't charge them anything unless we bring results. There is no upfront fears, nothing. We basically talk and, and see that what they are doing, if it is a match with what we can provide, we sign a contract, we get on board, and um, basically um, we, we eat what we hunt, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and if we cannot deliver result, there is no overhead for them. So mm-hmm. they love it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so virtually zero to very little risk at yeah. all for them and they get the benefit of sales that they might not have gotten
1: yeah.
0: without
1: you. Actually, it's a, a lot of risk for us, uh, but because we are very confident about the product quality that we can deliver and we know that we only pick companies that are highly ethical and the product is really good. So we know that if we get onto this program, we're gonna deliver results. So we have a confidence that it's gonna happen. That's why we wanna take the risk ourselves and telling them there is, not going, there is not going to be any kind of overhead for you. We just wanna see if this mutual cooperation is gonna benefit both sides. And then we get into that and we deliver results.
0: awesome, especially with how global everything is going now, so no yeah. so necessary. So just to change um, direction a little, just back to you personally, what gives you the most happiness, fulfillment, joy in your life right now?
1: I like to... Giving back to the people that you care, um, it gives me the most satisfaction. So I am a good listener and I offer often I offer my free consultation to people in my network. And uh, every time that I provide this and I help someone to make a decision or make a you know, decision taking direction or something that is going on, regardless they, they take it and accept it or not, but they appreciate it mm-hmm. for me putting time to share my opinion, my perspective with them, that gives me satisfaction and I like doing this and continue doing this. Yeah. And also I'm involved of the charity of the organization uh, we are now using the fund we have in the charity to setting up some business model that generates some passive income for the organization which all the money goes back to the charity again so I'm involved with that too.
0: That sounds fabulous to not only support them, but give them a way to do the fishing themselves.
1: Yes, yes.
0: That is really, really awesome. And um, if someone um, is in need of your services, um, how would they contact you?
1: They just have to contact me through LinkedIn or um, through the website. And uh, that's all it is, yeah. And we can, everything is start based on conversation. We
0: mm-hmm. see
1: how we can help each other. All
0: right. And what's your website address?
1: Um, they can either go to com, which gets redirected to Eminent Closer, or they can go to eminentcloser.com, or they can search my name and LinkedIn and just connect me there.
0: Okay, great. And any last advice on how to live an incredible, amazing, happy life?
1: Well, there are many things that you can do, but uh, you have to work on your mindset, clear your environment, and surround yourself with the good people that you truly believe that's going to support you, um, improve your skills toward that direction that you are going, and always try... To, to to do things that will improve you, get you closer to that self-image that you have in your mind. And always be ethical when you are running your, your business. Regardless that if in the short run, it's not so much uh, beneficiary for you in terms of the financial uh, aspect of it. But if you keep stick with that ideology that I need to be ethical and do this ethically, then... Uh, in the long run, you see huge benefit. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Payman. Thanks for all your contributing to the world, to you know, your giving back. It's so appreciated. And, and thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing.
1: My pleasure. It was uh, nice talking to you again and um, anytime.
0: All right. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Okay, sure.